As business needs change, organizations must be able to deliver innovation quickly and adapt applications dynamically, reassembling capabilities from inside and outside the enterprise. To do this, applications must understand and implement the composable enterprise. Now, according to Daryl Plummer, Distinguished VP Analyst for the Gartner Group, composable business is a natural acceleration of the digital business that you live every day. It allows us to deliver the resilience and agility that these interesting times demand. We're talking about the intentional use of composability in a business context, architecting your business for real-time adaptability and resilience in the face of uncertainty. In today's podcast for Future CIO, we are joined by Stuart Fisher, Regional Vice President, Asia-Pacific and Japan, for Accountbase to better understand the fundamentals to achieving composable applications and how to weave these into our development strategies. Stuart, welcome to Podchats for Future CIO. Thank you, Alan. It's great to be here. What are the key drivers influencing agile and scalable development for enterprises in Asia? So the demand for business in Asia is is evolving rapidly, as we're all aware. Companies need to be able to address their chosen markets in multiple geographies, and it has to be agile and scalability has to be the core at all aspects of development. So when we look at that, Alan, it's very much about how can you take an existing organization and make sure it's agile, scalable, and cost-effective as they continue to develop and grow into their chosen market segments. Why should an enterprise focus on developing high composability and what challenges do they face in achieving this? Well, I think it's clear that the way that we do business has changed rapidly in the last few years, certainly through COVID. Our requirement to outreach and engage with our customers and our markets has evolved rapidly, where we need to do this now remotely. We need to do it instantly. We need to be online. We need to collect that data and we need to transact with it. So the ability of organizations and those that will succeed are the ones that are able to outreach to their clients, consume data, process data, and respond in kind. That needs to come from a high level of scalability in the infrastructure in which they're deploying. I'd like to ask if you could share an example of how agile scalable development leads to success for enterprises and more importantly, how do enterprises measure this? So if you were looking at a customer 360 example, Alan, you know, an organization data is key, and that's been true for many decades. But today, access to the data, transacting the data is absolutely critical. So when we move to a position with COVID where we could only remotely engage with our customers, that took a whole new meaning in the way that we deploy technology. The ability to collect data, engage with that client, and transact is critical. And that often meant the, the difference between success or failure. Customer 360 is a great example. The ability to outreach and engage with customers, to answer their queries, to transact a service or a product with them had to happen instantaneously. Customers won't wait. They won't wait for you to respond in a week or two weeks. It has to be done instantly. Otherwise, there's another competitor that will do it. So innovation and deployment rapidly is critical. If you could share some best practices that business leaders can adopt to ensure that they are on the right path to this high composability and and a seamless development process. So best practices certainly would revolve around a whole of company uh, strategy, the ability to collect the inputs from all the key stakeholders in the organization and aligning that to a key objective is absolutely critical. Without that, you're setting yourself up for failure. So once we have a clear strategy, we then need to have a differentiator between the strategic outcome we're trying to achieve and the implementation thereof. Have we looked at not just the investments required, but the strategic areas around data and sovereignty and security? 
security and online availability and infrastructure cost and scalability are all key things that need to be measured. So in summary, a clear objective that is aligned for the, across the company with all key stakeholders, underpinned by a very robust implementation plan would demonstrate best practices. Talk about the best practices. What about the challenges? What are the challenges that DevOps teams in Asia would face when rolling out composable applications? There's a lot of challenges around the wrap to market and the demand for convenient and user-friendly applications and how they're created. In today's age, things can be created, it can be designed and created very quickly, but there's a significant challenge on infrastructure, access to compute, access to storage, access to applications, and access to human power, access to developers who potentially haven't been experienced in built in the cloud, and therefore skill sets are a major challenge. So all organizations really need to consider these as they move forward on implementing their strategies, how they're going to get access to the infrastructure, the skill set for the development, the design, and then obviously the deployment and the scalability and management of it moving forward. More recently, we started to hear a lot of discussions around open source. Now, open source as a topic has been with us for a long, long time. But in more recent years, uh, with enterprises struggling to ensure there's sufficient resources, they're a bit more open to the idea of open source. How does an open source environment and a public cloud benefit DevOps teams to roll out these applications that you say they're constrained by people resources? And what value does this open source environment and cloud present for application development in particular? You're absolutely right, Alan, and I think you we've seen in the last few years the ability of open source to be a low-level ability for organizations to obtain new capability, new functionality. If you look historically, typically to set up a new initiative, a new strategy, a new program, a new application would require a significant amount of licenses and investment in IP in a fairly structured, stringent way. So it's a big upfront cost associated with that type of project before you've even deployed the capability. Leveraging open source, of which Couchbase is an open source company at heart, we have the ability to provide free resources to the market. So developers are able to access Couchbase, they're able to access our open source technology and start to develop and use it without any outlaying cost. Once they evolve and mature their design and their build of their application, they can then move that from an open sourced community edition with community support into a more scalable, structured enterprise license agreement, which then brings the benefit that an organization would require when they're starting to engage with their customers around support, licensing, governance, data protection, and security. So there's a staged approach, low level, open source, community edition, use it for free, build your capability. Once it's scalable, once it's proven, then you start to invest in the infrastructure to support it moving forward. That's the biggest benefit of open source, not to mention accessibility to significant more resources in the market, which can be on a global scale. We're coming into 2022. What sort of key trends for DevOps teams in Asia should a lead, particularly IT and business leaders, be focused on? So agile and scalable deployment of applications is absolutely critical. That's really where we need to be. And the way that that is happening is by the number of edge compute applications that require low latency. We're generating huge and growing volumes of data sets. And they're very intensive from computer applications, from infrastructure, from hosting, from storage, from support. And those developer teams really need to take control of these so that business is driving the development in, in, in this fiscal 
fiscal year, and the IT infrastructure needs to maintain an ability of support for it. So there's significant challenges. It's only going to grow. And the challenge, obviously, with our way that we engage with applications is they're very much mostly on a mobile device. So we're transacting, and there may not be sufficient internet coverage. There may not be consistent internet coverage. There may not be consistent bandwidth. But people still want to have an online connectable capability. So the ability to be able to provide that in any environment, in any geography around the region is going to be driving a lot of the strategies for developers moving forward this year. Wanted to ask you this. I mean, our topic is on composable and composability in terms of applications. Do you think organizations today understand what that means? Because from my readings, it's been around for a couple of years now, at least coming to three years. But as a person who looks at the region, I've not uh, I've not heard of composability only until about last year when Gartner issued their trends and predictions for 2022, and they happened to raise composability as a direction for organizations into the coming. So from your perspective, are organizations in Asia, do they have an understanding of what composability means? And are they actually looking at it as a serious strategy moving forward? It's a great question. And I agree with you, Alan. I certainly was not familiar with the terminology until probably last year as well. But what I think it has done is evolved into a definition of what is encompassing overall cloud evolution, the evolution of moving technology, be it compute or storage networking resources, applications or development work to the cloud, to be able to have accessibility to that through a web interface, to be having access to uh, hyperscalers, uh, the ability to have your resources hosted in the cloud versus a physical data center or presence. I think Gartner do a very good job of looking at the market and being able to bring a new definition that we can all rally behind, so to speak. In Asia Pacific specifically, I've seen over the last few years a significant shift and lift to the cloud. Now, prior to COVID, I would have suggested that Asia Pacific typically was a laggard and a follower in the adoption of cloud technology. It was something that was probably on the roadmap, but would have been a few years away. It was part of a strategy, but not there yet. Certainly, if I had conversations with banks or telcos, financial services institutions, airlines, etc., a lot of it was a concern around data sovereignty, data protection, security, etc. With COVID, that changed almost overnight where those longer term vision of, yes, we may move our data to the cloud, took on new urgency and it had to by definition. So where I would rate Asia Pacific right now is almost at the forefront globally of a shift and lift to cloud. The definition of uh, composable technology enablement is happening in Asia Pacific. We have the geography spread, the complexity of the geography. We have 60%, I think, Alan, of the world's middle class and uh, youth are coming through. This is an SME market from a a company perspective, and we need to evolve and adapt very quickly. So I think composable is the right term. Gartner summarized it very accurately. It's a catch-all for a lot of the things that we used to be talking about that were very specific around the cloud journey. So what does Couchbase bring to the topic of composability and composable applications and this migration of organizations to the cloud? Great question. So as a core open source 
technology company. We bring the ability for companies to have access to the modern database, the modern infrastructure. They can have access to open source capability, cloud hosted as a service. They can have negligible investment requirement. They can develop their skills and it's open architecture. So it enables an organization to have their developers start to work with Couchbase, to invest in the technology and to start to scale their projects. And as they start to scale those projects, Couchbase provides a pathway from initial project design, implementation, testing to highly scalable efficacy around the enterprise at the enterprise scale, which includes support, security, governance, licensing, etc. So in a nutshell, it's open source. It's free. It's available to anyone. A lot of the innovative new projects will start in an open source space. And then as they evolve and as they grow, we enable them to become enterprise grade and enterprise strong. And an analogy of that, Alan, would be that if you look at any of the unicorns that are established in Asia Pacific in the last few years, I don't think you'll find any one of them has said, I really need an Oracle license or an SAP license, or I need to buy a big upfront infrastructure cost. What I want to do is leverage open source technology across my stack and we'll develop that. And as it evolves and as it proves itself, as it becomes cost effective, we'll then move it down into an enterprise grade product. I guarantee you that's how every single unicorn of the last few years has evolved their IT infrastructure. So uh, composable technology and development is very much critical for this year moving forward. Stuart, thank you for joining us on Podchats for Future CIO. Thank you very much, Alan. I enjoyed it. Appreciate it. Take care. That was Stuart Fisher, Regional Vice President Asia-Pacific and Japan for Couchbase on the topic of fundamentals to achieving composable applications and how to weave these into our development strategies. You are listening in the podcast for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for our free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now. Music.